Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and on this episode, I am joined by podcast contributor Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Becky. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Asher by Samantha Whiskey. This is book one in the Billionaire Game series. However, it is actually the end of her Carolina Reapers series. Make sense? Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, okay, so this is only the second or third book I've read by Samantha Whiskey. And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. This is actually the first book I've like read and finished by Samantha Whiskey. And yeah, I was, I was kind of like, oh, I probably should have read her before. It was great. So let's get into this. Uh, can you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? I execute many roles. Owner of the NHL's Carolina Reapers, CFO of Silas Tech, and genuine fan of all things professional sports. One thing I'm not, chaotic i've made my billions off of structure discipline and very little risk so when a friend asks if bombshell romance author daisy lewis can shadow me for a month while researching characters for her upcoming release i don't hesitate to say yes i mean she's an author it's 90 percent typing and quiet time right wrong daisy's a hurricane storming through my regimented days she's as gorgeous as she is sharp and has a mouth on her i can't stop obsessing over and the stuff she writes I've taken more than one cold shower just from reading over her shoulder. We couldn't be more different, and yet I find myself fascinated with every surprise she throws my way. Our chemistry is a firestorm, but we live in different worlds. Mine is scheduled down to the minute, and hers is wherever her passions take her. There is no way we fit together, but that doesn't stop me from falling head over heels. And when our two worlds clash on every level, I'll lose her forever if I can't manage the one thing I can't handle. Change. So the release date on this is August 5th of 2022. Trope, uh, billionaire, opposites attract, sports romance, close proximity, instant connection. She is a curvy heroine, slow burn, and one bed. Uh, series name is The Billionaire's Game. And this is a series of standalones. Put out percentage was 30%. Okay, so let's talk Asher. This book, I was pleasantly surprised by this book. Like, I know it had been sitting on the Amazon charts, but I was like, is this really going to be that good? How good can this be? But. Yes, those were my same thoughts. Um, yeah, I, w I was just like really pleasantly surprised. I really liked the premise of a romance author shadowing a billionaire because she's writing a billionaire romance. And like, I think a lot of romance authors should try to do that. <laughs> yeah. A well, billionaire. It has to be so easy. Right. Everybody knows a billionaire, right? I think one of the best things was this was I felt like in a way, Samantha whiskey was using Asher as a way to educate people of what it means to be an indie author and what it means to be exclusive to one platform for your books and not to yes. be 
and not to be in trad pub and the you know some of the some of the stereotypes that you get dealt and you know not being able to see your books in bookstores and i just she did it in a way that it wasn't upfront and in your face yes it was educational without being like forceful about it well, and condescending she didn't act like this yeah. is knowledge that everyone should know because here's a billionaire ceo who had no idea the complexity of what it is to be an indie author, the time and things that go into it. And at the end of the day, your books aren't showing up in the bookstores that you have to get them a different way. And you can still make money while doing that. Right. She lives a very comfortable life. Yeah. I, I like that that was in there because I, I also think that's like a very common misconception is that if your book's not in a bookstore, then you must not be making money. Right. And that's just simply not true. So I like that that was in there. I also liked that she kind of deals with the stereotype of being a romance author and the perception that people have about you. So, um, and we're kind of jumping all over the place, but we'll get back to Asher and who he is. But Asher's mom is a piece of work. So he's like this super nice, nice guy. And his sister is this super sweet human who is married to a hockey player. But their her their mom and dad, trash people. Trash people. Trash people. So judgmental, like know-it-alls, act like they want what's best for their kids, but really they want what's best for themselves. Well, they want the status. They want yes. the there's this whole whole phone call between Asher and his mother over this helmet that he's designed for his hockey players that his sister's designed that helps keep brain safe and lower the chance of concussions and brain injuries. Well, she wants a helmet for his niece before she goes on this um, ski trip. And she just keeps harping about how they should be more cost effective and readily available that it shouldn't just be a privilege thing while she walks around with complete privilege. Right. Exactly. And she's not proud of her kids. No. She just takes and takes and wants and wants and is just not, is not proud of her kids, even though they're both super successful and good people. Yeah. It was a complete contrast to who Asher was as a character I felt like he had this raw honesty, totally type A, but at the end of the day, he cares, like, and because of the way he's described in this book, I actually went back and read the two previous books to his book in the Carolina Reapers, because he kind of is a little meddlesome in trying to help his players out. And that's how he gets stuck with having Daisy follow him (laughs) is because Daisy is best friends with one of his players' wives. And she asks if, you know, her friend can shadow him. And Asher's like, yeah, well, not really. He lost a bet. He did lose a bet. Um, So let's talk about the poker game and the billionaire friends before we get to Daisy, because that's kind of this setup is a little bit. It is five billionaires, five billionaire friends that all own sports, 
franchises, but different. They're not all hockey owners. One owns baseball, one owns a football team, and then two own hockey teams, I think. And once a month, they have this weekend away where they go, they have a poker game, but then they also do some kind of dare living on the edge experience. Yes. Yes. And in some sort of dare. Some sort of dare. It's, you know, swimming with sharks or sledding down a volcano. <laughs> like it was bonk cliff diving. I mean, there was some bonker stuff that they did yes. at these games. But I really liked it's not about money. No, it's not about money. It's about things that you find important, like a car or a home or um, <laughs> I mean, you know, just no naming rights. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. It was wild. I was like, I, but it was like, I could see it happening if there were like young billionaires who owned, oh, or just sure. like young billionaires in general. Like, I would not be surprised that they did these kinds of things. Well, I felt like it was a little bit of frat boys with too much money. <laughs> yes. Yes. But they were all really good guys, and I am desperate for all of their books because, so the series is called The Billionaire Game, and all of those owners are going to get books, and there's one particular owner who might have mob connections, and it's his book. Yes, I need it tomorrow. Same. Same. I keep trolling Samantha Whiskey on... um, social media because she doesn't do pre-orders or anything like that just to see if there's some hints when we're going to get the next book because I'm I'm all in give it to me now same same (laughs) um so let's talk about Daisy a little bit because this is absolutely an opposites attract romance and I think this is probably one of the best examples of an opposites to opposites attract romance that I've read in a long time because it is not grumpy sunshine no and a lot no. of times we get the label Grumpy Sunshine and really it's just opposites attract. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like every Grumpy Sunshine is opposites attract just in nature, but not every opposites attract is Grumpy Sunshine. There's more than if you're grumpy or sunshine. Right. Right. And these two, it was totally free spirit versus type A. You know, Daisy dresses whimsically yes. and forgets things and is chaotic and And he's up at like 4 30 every morning yeah and has this very like scheduled regimented line uh life and he only eats certain foods and like it throws him off when she's like what you don't want to just go do this right now and he's like no and they actually have like a little bet themselves where he's like she's like if i win you have to sleep in and his sleeping in was like 6.30. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was funny because going into it, you could definitely tell that she thought like, oh, he's a billionaire. His life must be kind of easy. Like you have all this money. Of course your life is easy. And it's like, he's like, how do you think I got to this place? Like you can't just stop. Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, but she has a great group of friends. She has two friends. One is actually married to one of Asher's hockey players. Um, They were phenomenal characters that added 
so much to this book. And yes. so do his hockey players, too, because they're all a bunch of nosy ladies. That's, like, my favorite thing in sports romances is when, like, the teammates, and in this case, his players, are, like, also invested. Yeah. They were so gossipy. <laughs> they were, like, showing up in his office, like, what are you doing? How's yes. it going? Like, I love them. Guys. I'm guys. definitely going to go back and read the series now. I have to. You have to. Yes. Um, I read Brogan and Maxim, which are the two books that precede this one. And it's Brogan's heroine that is Daisy's best friend. And that's a single dad nanny romance. Ooh. And it's really good. And Maxim was his sister's best friend. And that's a great, shy, protector, emotional protector romance, too. Um, okay. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> I, I really, so one of the things that I liked about this book with Asher is he, tr once they make the connection and it takes a minute, like I say 30%, but there was some like slow burn chemistry buildup between the two of them. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. Like it, it didn't be just spark. <laughs> because it was 30%, but it wasn't like. It was a it was longer time right like timeline wise like she shadowed him for a month and it was almost like the whole month well right because she joins him right at the beginning of the first um right after the first poker game yeah and then when they connect it's with the second po the next poker game yes exactly so it hasn't, it hasn't been, you know, I think it's like 20 days they've been together and then the rest of the romance takes place and basically that last 10 days they're together. Yeah. And then like, it just kind of continues after the shadowing. Yeah. Um, and the friends, so she goes to the game with them and the friend totally sets them up with the one bed. <laughs> He's like, I loved it. He's such a meddler. And he's like, yeah, she's a romance author. She knows how to d handle the one. Bed. Yes. It was. Yeah, so she loved it. That was so funny. I love that scene. Um, But he like worshipped her. Like when they connected, it was definitely a like. Not a pining. It, it's a worship. Like he wanted every moment he could with her and he helps her act some scenes out that she was having some positioning problems with yes yes and he he truly just wanted to give her the world like anything she wanted and it wasn't just like monetary yeah no well and there's he was such a great hero because there's a great scene where they haven't connected yet but she comes to watch a hockey game in his suite with him and she walks in wearing one of the other players on her back, on her t-shirt, on her sweatshirt. And he is the single playboy of the team. And um, his name is McKittrick. And there's a quote that says, McKittrick's name on her back again. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some. 
I'm going to have to either do something to quell this ridiculous jealousy that threatens my sanity, or I'm going to have to do something about that jersey. Like, he wants to burn it. I know. And it's so funny because it's like, he's not even a player. Like, what? Like, she's going like, to put his name? <laughs> Owner. Owner. Right. Um, And... There's so we were talking about Daisy in the one bed and Daisy yells out, there's one bed. Daisy called out laughing so hard. She snorted. Get it. See, Weston pointed at her. She gets it. You brought a romance novelist to the game and there's only one bed. He looked her way. It's funny, right? It's epic. She laughed even harder. (laughs) That scene was so great. That was like romance gold. Yes, I was cracking up like not that entire scene like the fact that there was only one bed and then their reaction to it was so funny um yeah and so because it's opposites attract there definitely is this awkwardness between the two of them and i like that the author chose to note the awkwardness out loud like it just didn't float there around like they both bring attention to the fact that yeah we're awkward we we don't fit yes and I love, like, even, like, from the beginning, they, like, just didn't know what to do with the other one. Oh. (laughs) It was, like, they were, like, at a zoo observing, like, a wild animal. They had no... And it wasn't just the type A, Asher, who didn't know what to do with Daisy. Like, Daisy didn't know what to do with him either. She really, she really didn't. She's kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I do think that these were delightful sports rom-com. I feel like there's fun quirkiness, great emotion, great chemistry, phenomenal banter in this book. Phenomenal. Yes, the banter was excellent. Um so I think that if you like, you know, a billionaire romance, if you like a sports romance and want to have some moments of, you know, laughter, you should absolutely check this book out. Yes, and like the friend group is great. Like Asher's friends, Daisy's friends, even the hockey players, like they were all great. Like I loved them. Well, in reading this as a standalone, I did not feel the pages were crowded. And we do get a lot of names because she's closing off one series and building into another. And sometimes that can make for too many characters in a book and on a page to keep track of. And then you have his parents coming in and her mom coming in. But it was fine. I wasn't confused and I, I mean, I sped through that book. That was one I sat down and I didn't stop till it was done. Same. And I thought she did a great job of not making the book too long. Oh, yeah. A lot of times when we get a book that is closing out a series or the first of a series, let alone one that is doing both, it just gets to be too long because they want to have more scenes with everyone and I thought she did a great job of having enough scenes with the groups that you're like you can say bye to your old friends hello to your new friends but it it wasn't too long and it wasn't like they were in the story too much not at all not at all I really enjoyed this book um and this is absolutely one I could see myself rereading because there's just so much to revisit in it Yes, like I could see myself rereading it once I read the Carolina Reapers. Yeah. I can see that happening for sure. Um, I think it's hilarious. You're going to go back and read the Reapers now. 
anyway. Of course I am. Um, if you have a book you think we should read for a quick shot of romance, uh, send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. Um, until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.